Friday Lunchtime Lectures at the Open Data Institute. As you say, um, really the, the ambition for this year is to uh, get this programme that I'm about to talk about uh, rolling as um, some of these changes post the spending review are really only made towards uh, the end of the year. Um, but uh, really I thought the opportunity here is to just give you a broader overview and perhaps get some reflection uh, back from you and perhaps through Jenny uh, for our later sessions about how do we take forward and what you're most interested in uh, uh, for deep dives into some of the work we're doing and where the collaboration and contribution can be uh, best held. So um, really I think the, the main thing to clock is we come back to data. I, I, I led on uh, uh, open data and other things around uh, data science in the last parliament as director of the government innovation group. But now uh, I've moved over to uh, GDS taking some of the teams with me and combining with some of the other GDS teams. Uh, and data very much at the top of uh, our agenda in GDS, thinking around a government digital service, I should say, around digital technology and data as the three core pillars of that. And when we're thinking about data, um, the approach through the last parliament, I suppose, was dominated by the work on open data. And, you know, we're quite proud of what we did and uh, the progress that we made. It wasn't perfect, but we did uh, fairly well, we think. Um, the... Uh, the real contribution there, is, of course, is not made by those making data available, but by the many, many people who are doing uh, fabulous things with that data. Um, the big shift, I think, from where we are with the government data program as we're starting this now is to f move from this focus on quantity of open data back on the quality of the data that uh, we, we have. And principally, with a bit of a dog food in principle, i.e. the idea of more and uh, deeper consumption of data in the ways in which people are using outside government is probably the best way in order to uh, increase the quality of the data we make available to others. And, and in many ways, uh, in parallel with the work uh, of the ODI and some of the changes uh, over here, we're thinking perhaps in a more broader way, not just about open data, but about, about data across that data spectrum. Um, as I mentioned, we uh, are articulating this for a new government data program, which really aims to bring some of that same um, tr uh, disruption, positive disruption that we've seen uh, on digital within government over the last few years into the world of, of data. Uh, we start from premise where, of course, there's huge amounts of fabulous work on data uh, that's gone on uh, in the past, and not just the recent past. You can trace some of the analytical work in government back a long way. Uh, and we're very conscious that we're not inventing uh, data. We're certainly not inventing maths, and we're, uh, uh, we're, we're adding on to the contribution of many other people um, previously and currently. Um, however, having said that, there are some issues with where, where we're at. So in terms of our capability on the data science side, some of the ways in which we work uh, collectively across government to understand our common positions. But I think principally this point around our data infrastructure is not what it should be. And the, uh, the, it, this hinders us within government and, of course, outside of government too. What we're aiming for in this is, and the reason why we're in GDS, is that this new data agenda is absolutely critical to the work that we have uh, planned over the course of this parliament for uh, government as a platform uh, and the work on the digital services. We, we need this data layer in order to make that transformation and the cost reductions that come through that transformation uh, happen. Um, but it goes wider than the traditional GDS role. So we're talking here about driving better operational decisions, better policy decisions uh, 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 within uh, the government machine, and of course, uh, the, uh, improving the quality of data for the many external uh, uses of data, not least the, the economic benefits, but of course the transparency uh, reasons and the public service improvements that we think that can bring too. And we're conscious that we will only be able to do this uh, shift and we'll only be able to make that progress 
if we address the issues around public trust and security in order to make sure that we have permission from the uh, public in order to make some of these um, changes that we are um, uh, very focused on achieving. So in our work, we're focusing it in uh, three broader areas, and I'm going to give you a bit of an update on uh, what that looks like, see how much time we have, whether I can show you a few more things afterwards. Um, the first is around better use of uh, data, so the data that is already there and available within government. So very much focused in the uh, um, government space, uh, some of this. So uh, on our work on um, data science for the last, um, uh, well, 18 months, two years or so, we've been working with the Office for National Statistics and Government Office Science in a small group to go, OK, if we're going to be serious about bringing um, data science uh, skills and analysis within uh, the government machine, uh, how would we do that? And we've been doing a number of uh, demonstrations of some things that are public, some, uh, some not so. so uh, but we think there's a huge amount of opportunity to, to uh, boost our work across government and across departments on this. So, uh, of course, things like visualizations and thinking about how we use uh, less structured data. But, um, and indeed, there's some of this work um, uh, with contributions from uh, 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 alumni of the, of the ODI, indeed, Mastodon C, but thinking about how we can better segment uh, and understand users of different public services to better tailor those interventions, to reduce some of the deadweight cost that um, involves in giving the wrong service to the wrong people, and thinking about how we use some of the, um, the, the predictive analytics that come alongside this. We think there's huge opportunity there in terms of the uh, experience of public services and also the cost. Uh, back to the taxpayer. I think it would be fair to say, there's some unfinished business on open data. Um, uh, one of the things that um, we'd like to continue the conversation around is what are those uh, remaining data sets that need to be open that are not yet open. I think we've, we've made uh, some good progress on that across government, uh, mainly through the work of uh, colleagues in departments over the last few years. But there remain some. Some is trapped by uh, the, the, the ways in which we gain revenue from that, some trapped by uh, le uh, legal constraints, some because it's out in uh, agencies and the message is harder to get out to those places, but um, some is not in that space and some is just within core departments. So the, the opportunity to go and uh, extract data, I think, remains a, a, a priority for my team. Having said that, I think there's also something to think about. Where has our approach to date um, had real traction and where has it not? I think I'm really interested in the, the uh, projects that have come out from the ODI and Nesta um, Open Data Challenge scheme in the last uh, uh, couple of years, a year or so. Um, this from Skills Route, I think, has got really interesting because it's a sort of, it's, it's a near to public service. Right? This is something that is done by an external organisation but is there to, to help um, uh, um, older teenagers work out their, their routes through uh, into um, employment or education. A uh, really, really interesting idea, a fabulous um, uh, uh, product, but we've got to think about what is government's role in bringing these things to life, because it's one thing to um, uh, work in a very commercial sector and to uh, live and die by the revenue gained, and it's another to work in, a, in an area that perhaps is um, less like that. So it's something that uh, I remain interested in. And I say, uh, sorry, I already said this, haven't I? So, um, uh, it's very important to us, I think, uh, personally, one of the, the great things that I found so exciting about the work on open government and open data for the last few years was the extent of the uh, collaboration and interaction um, with uh, uh, you, the users of uh, open data. And certainly I want something I want to both continue and expand across the work uh, of our data program, not just the work on open data. Um, another thing we mentioned in this uh, first slot in around better use of data is about uh, our data capability 
within government. So there's an issue there about how do we uh, train the number of thousands of uh, existing uh, government analysts amongst the different professions um, within these new techniques. How do we give them uh, the machines and the tooling that works? How do we create the conditions where they can thrive and prosper in that? Uh, and ONS, the Office of National Statistics, so we'll be leading that work with the, uh, with the existing analytical professions. But there's something as well, uh, we play part in that, but also from the GDS point of view, thinking about data literacy and not just among data specialists. So for the policymaking community, for those working in uh, commercial parts of government, what do we need to do in order to boost the, uh, the, the knowledge and awareness about what can be done and how it can be done and the importance of some of the fundamental data curation that comes with that uh, into those other professions. The second part of what we're up to on the data program is around uh, fixing some of our data infrastructure. And I can't uh, underestimate how, um, how critical this part of it is. I think this is the really big shift from where we were before. Um, if we've got a bit of time, we see how we're doing for time, but there's some bits and pieces I could probably start to show, but I wonder whether we need a, a deeper session. I'd, I'd be keen for your collective feedback into this space, but also to see what we're up to in this. And uh, Paul Downey uh, uh, is here in the, in the uh, audience and... Um, has been working really hard to both set the vision for this but also to bring it into practice. We talk about registers, a really fundamental building block of where we'd like our data infrastructure to go. At one level, they're just simple lists of things. I think, you know, from numbers of fish caught and type of fish caught, you know, that sort of thing. But mainly, uh, they're, they're, they're nouns, they're things. Uh, but some, of course, are more sensitive than others, uh, hence the ones um, uh, flagged up. The, the lack of having this consistency around our data infrastructure and the, the registers means that this is an all-too-typical problem. And uh, within government, when you, you show a slide like this, for those that work in and around these areas, there's that sort of like knowing, uh, um, slightly bitter smile that sort of comes to the lips of, yeah, this is a problem we've all had to uh, deal with. So our, our fabulous uh, and wonderful friends at Companies House have a, uh, have a field in their um, uh, change, you know, create a business and change a business form the answer which is meant to be UK, and the, yet there's 12 different variations of Scotland within this uh, part of it. And they're a victim of having to enter the form manually rather than having a drop-down from a canonical list. So, um, oh, what have I done here? Um, having said there are lists, there are so more than that, and I'd encourage you to read, uh, I think, three or so uh, blogs from uh, Paul now on the, the main GDS blog about what are the characteristics of a register. When we say register, we mean this in quite a precise and technical way. Uh, we mean they are a canonical uh, source of that truth and they're curated by those with an incentive to look after it and provide this as a service, not just as a passive list. Um, and we're also interested in the integrity of that data so we can, you can know what the history of that data has been to date and that you can trust that. The, the place we're trying to get to is this an articulation that we were looking at with our colleagues down in the Food Standards Agency. They, uh, they work uh, a couple of floors below us. And the idea is, and this is so familiar for so many you know, teams within uh, departments, never mind with different departments, having um, you know, the thing that the Food Standards Agency in this case really does is that one to five star, you know, the thing you see on the, 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 um, uh, the restaurant uh, window. Um, but they have data, of course, about local authorities and names of businesses and addresses and all those other things. And, of course, are not the experts in knowing wh what all the local authorities are and where they're from, neither the names of businesses, neither addressing, neither premises and things like that. So instead of each team in each department of government all trying to curate those lists and then all having the pro Scot Scotland problem, if I can call it that, um, and having to clean that data up at the point of use, the idea is to fix this at source and to pull that data in from those different, uh, from those different registers. So 
Uh, we're starting out with a, f- a first few working with colleagues and um, uh, hopefully much more to say on that in, 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 uh, in time to come. Um, also on the infrastructure side is uh, creating the way in which data can be uh, transported properly across uh, government. Um, when we say data sharing, we too often mean just the entire data set is, is a bulk transfer from one place to another every night or week or whatever it may be. And I think we can do better than that with the, as the technology improves. So I'd love to get for many of those uses, though of course not all within government, away from this point where you know you have to know that you know Bob's got the data and after you get Bob, if he's not that uh, uh, busy, if you mind emailing that data over to you, and it's a very frictionful way of um, of working, and we we can do better than many of the things that still occasionally happens where the uh, the disk encrypted, uh, if it's about people, of course, um, turns up in the post in a jiffy bag rather than uh, through an API. Having said that, there was um, some concern from when we sort of first talked about this uh, a, a few months back from the open data community going, hold on a minute, um, don't forget that bulk data is important. We know that, we understand that, uh, and that's built into the working that we've got. Also on data discovery, um, we, we think there's quite a lot of uh, important work in this space. Of course, we have data.gov.uk. Uh, we're proud of it in its own special way. Uh, it maybe could do with a look out from uh, some more... Um, Uh, user analysis into that space but of course actually there's nothing equivalent to this within government for data that isn't open Um, and we don't there's nothing to know whether or not you should or shouldn't have access to the thing or even to access it or even start to manipulate it and we're starting some uh, discovery work um, very soon um, to look at what the user needs are and of course we're very interested in in, um, uh, talking with you and the community uh, for uh, your needs within that process too. Uh, the thing that underpins um, all of that, I suppose, is to have some, uh, for the first time, some collective policy and governance on data uh, uh, within uh, government. And we have some new governance in place. So we have a new interministerial group chaired by Matt Hancock uh, to um, look at the whole, uh, the wider digital agenda, if we can call it that, so the technology, digital and, and data aspects, um, and to make decisions as a, uh, as a, um, uh, as a ministerial team. Um, John Pullinger has brought together a, a, a group of uh, um, uh, data senior sort of data users from outside to say, okay, are we going on the right path here, both on the, the infrastructure side as well as the open data side? We've got this relationship with the ODI, and I know the community is uh, broader than just ODI members, very conscious of that, but I think um, uh, particularly given the work uh, with, within this uh, organization over the last few years, um, I'm keen to play on the uh, the, the strengths and the uh, networks at play there so that we've got more of that day-to-day understanding of what works, what doesn't, where next, and to get your, your, uh, collaboration, the, the collaboration with you and the advice from you that I've always found so helpful in the roles that I've had to date. And then the thing that, that I uh, chair within government, so a set of director generals and directors from across the main government departments, as the senior official body to bring some of this policy and some of this work together, something that we've not had before and something that will be uh, very important as we start to think about what are the common policies, what are the common data standards, uh, what are the responsibilities for the work on registers and others that I've talked about. Within the policy and governance space, there's also, uh, we're hoping for, though not all the way through the decision-making process yet, um, to see new legislation uh, around data access, so particularly focusing on the research and statistics part of that. But actually, the, the work goes there, uh, goes across more, more broadly. We had a session the other day, some of you may have been there, uh, with colleagues at the Involve uh, organization that have hosted a process, an open policy process, over the last few years. We had another session to explain where we were and where we think we're going with this. Um, I mentioned before about shared data. Um, the uh, the ODIs um, uh, uh, 
schema here I think is a, is, is a very useful one and I think there's more to be done if we've said that focus over the last little while has been on around open data when what are the rules of the road uh, for how we use shared data both shared within government and of course shared to organisations outside government when should that happen when shouldn't that happen how should that happen and what are the uh, appropriate safeguards and procedures in that space um, and uh, something that we've, we've d uh, done a lot and Madeline uh, from the team is here and has been working in this area is as we use data science we need to be able to show how we're using this. Some of these tools uh, can be seen to be scary, and sometimes when used, uh, can, be, um, you know, can be powerful tools, and we need to use them properly. So we've been working, as the projects on data science develop over the last um, uh, year or so, with those data scientists across government and those with that capability to put in place. There's, there's, there's more on this. I think we did a blog uh, uh, just before Christmas with a bit more detail, and there's more to come out about what are the, how would you know uh, we're, we're making some of the right decisions in this space. And there's the work we do internationally. So um, the work on the Open Government Partnership remains a, a part of my uh, domain and an important part for the, for the government to become, uh, with a group of uh, nations, uh, uh, ever more open and ever more focused on the interaction between civil society and government and the uh, transparency and opening up of data. Um, we've taken on a role alongside some uh, other nations around the Open Data Charter. Some of this had its genesis back in the G8 process where um, the countries uh, involved then brought together a G8 Open Data Charter and we're uh, working with, uh, I say, our international partners to try and lead some of the work on that uh, through this year. So, in a nutshell, sort of three chunks, three chunks in each. Probably a bit more complicated than that, but it gives you a, a bit of a summary. Um, the, the last thing for, from my side is to say, okay, so... Um, is all very well saying what's going on and to have a nice conversation about it, but I'm very focused on the need to have something that's deeper, more interactive, and a bit more focused and able to have deeper dives. So um, I'm interested in your views on this, and perhaps we can feed some of that through uh, uh, Jenny uh, and her team's um, uh, network to go, okay, as we do not just more in, uh, events like this, but other um, interactions, what should we be focusing on? For instance, I would suggest that we focus on some of the work on registers and infrastructure. So I'm keen for your uh, uh, input and collaboration on that space, but there are plenty, I mean, here's some, but there's maybe uh, some others too. And so that's it. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.